Good morning, everyone. Welcome you to the service here today. <clears throat> Trust that we can all worship together, especially we welcome the visitors. Glad for your presence. <clears throat> Before we begin, I think we should spend some time in prayer. I just received word that Vernon's are on the way to the hospital, are probably there with their baby Esther. She had some bowel problems or some stomach ache or something, so they don't know what the problem is, but let's spend a little time praying for them. So let's bow our heads. Lord God, we come to you this morning. We want to thank you for your love to us, your care over us, that regardless of what we are going through, that we know you are with us and that you are <coughs> providing for our needs and that you are in control. Especially, Lord, we lift up Vernon and Sarah and Esther today. We pray that you would <coughs> bring healing there to Esther, if not prayed against your will. Pray that you would give the doctors much wisdom to discern the problem. And also be with Vernon and Sarah. Just give them courage to go through this trial. And that they can be an inspiration by their faith and trust in you. <coughs> Lord, we know that you are in control of these things. Also pray that you would bless Elvin and Rachel and the family there in Pennsylvania as they go through the death of Elvin's father and the funeral and the visitation. Pray that you would bless them with peace, <coughs> with comfort, and that they too could be a testimony for you and a witness. Lord, just meet their needs. Be with us here today, too. Pray that your word would have an effect in our lives and draw us closer to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's wintertime again. <clears throat> Even though technically winter doesn't start till the 21st, but it's still winter time. I consider December, and January, and February as winter months. And that's what I want to preach about this morning is winter time. <clears throat> I'd like to compare the characteristics of winter time with difficult times in our lives. I think as Christians we can all testify to the fact that there's difficult things that come to us and I think we can compare it to winter time. Now, I don't know how many people here like wintertime. I suppose there's some people that do. I don't particularly care for it, but there's not all bad things in wintertime. But I'm going to talk negative about it, so I hope that uh, nobody's offended by that if you really like wintertime. <clears throat> in the wintertime, it's oftentimes cloudy. It's not much sun. Now, today it's a beautiful sunny day, but oftentimes there's more clouds in the wintertime. And when the sun does shine, it's not very bright. It doesn't have an effect like it does in the summertime. So that can tend to be a little discouraging. The days are short. We have to get up in the dark and go to bed in the dark. Everything just seems kind of contracted. <clears throat> in the wintertime, we often have sickness. That's when flu and colds come around, all other kinds of problems. Not sure why, but that's kind of the general rule. People get flu shots because that's the flu season. 
So we have to deal with that. Wintertime, it's cold. <coughs> it's just cold. If we want to go outside, we have to put on layer after layer of cotton and lots of socks and coats and some hoodie things to keep our heads warm. And even then, sometimes we can't keep warm. If the wind's blowing and it's way below zero, there's nothing we can do to keep warm. Our fingers and our toes get frozen. Not very pleasant. We'd rather just stay inside where it's nice and warm. Even machinery doesn't like the cold. The oil gets thick and the batteries get weak and cars don't start. <clears throat> Diesel fuel gels and that's a big problem. Ground is frozen, can't do anything with the ground, can't dig holes, can't do anything. Pipes freeze and then how do you thaw them if you can't get down to them? It takes lots of work or money to keep warm. Either we have to work hard to make wood or we have to pay money to buy LP or electricity or whatever we use to keep our house warm. Lots of problems with cold. In the wintertime, nothing grows. We look outside and look at the trees. All we see is bare branches. They look dead. <coughs> and who wants to go out and stand under a tree in the wintertime? Under a dead tree, it just seems so pointless. In the summertime, the leaves are nice and it's attractive and it gives a shade from the sun. And Trees are nice in the summertime, but in the wintertime, what's the point of going out and standing under a tree? So the trees probably feel kind of uh, left out, don't you think? There's no garden in the wintertime. We can't go out in the garden and pick tomatoes or sweet corn or lettuce. There's nothing there. The grass is all brown. It's not very attractive, and nothing for the animals to eat. They go hungry, have to get food somewhere else. <clears throat> That's wintertime. We also have to deal with snow and ice. When it snows a lot, it's hard to walk, isn't it? You've got to be a high stepper. It takes about five times the energy to get anywhere, and when you get there, your toes are cold and wet because the snow fell in your boots. Or maybe it's just icy and our feet do things that we're not ready for. First thing we know, we're horizontal instead of vertical. <clears throat> maybe have a headache. We get a lot of snow. The roofs or trees break down. It causes all kinds of problems there. It's not safe to drive. We end up slipping in the ditch and rolling the vehicle and maybe ending up in the hospital. All kinds of problems. Have to cancel church. We can't get together with other people. <clears throat> wow. Lots of unpleasant things about winter, isn't there? Well, now thinking about our own lives, <clears throat> we probably all have had winter times in our lives when things get difficult. Things are much more difficult than they should be. <clears throat> And it brings discouragement. We just don't feel like doing anything. And this can come from various reasons. <clears throat> it can come from failures we make in our own lives, our own failures. We make a mistake and it causes problems and lots of difficult things come from it. Or it can come from the way others treat us. 
they were not very nice to us, and it makes life difficult for us. <clears throat> it can come from physical problems. We have sickness or some, some other problem that can bring difficulties into our lives. Or maybe it's a personal loss. Someone dies that's close to us, or maybe a material loss, some of those things that can affect us and bring us to a time of winter in our lives. <clears throat> so the question is, how do we respond to those difficult times? I'd like to go through and compare some of the difficulties of winter with the way things seem in our life. The first one I said there was cloudy, not much sun, and the days are short. God seems far away sometimes when we go through winter time. It just seems like we can't get through in our prayers. We can pray and the prayers aren't answered. Does God really care about this situation that I'm going through? <clears throat> we just aren't sure. It just doesn't feel like it does sometimes. Discouragement can set in <clears throat> and make us more susceptible to sin. That's like sickness comes in the wintertime and there's lots of flu. When we get discouraged, it's easier to give in to sin, harder to live in victory <clears throat> because of this difficult time we're going through. Next one was, I talked about the trees being bare and we don't want to be with them anymore because they're ugly. Well, sometimes the people around us seem rather um, cold and distant. We'd rather just stay home where it's warm, not be around people because it's a pretty cold world out there. <clears throat> Relationships don't seem to work like they used to and we don't understand why, but some relationships cool off and makes it for difficult times in our lives. And it seems like no one really understands the difficulty that we're going through. <clears throat> That's what happens when it's cold. And our friends seem distant. They stay away from us. And, of course, then we tend to stay away from them. We don't really have anything to offer anyway. When we're discouraged, we feel like, oh, what, who wants to be around us? <clears throat> People find other friends. You know, the animals are hungry and go find somewhere else to eat rather than the grass. People find other friends to be with and leave us alone. Winter is a difficult time, isn't it? <clears throat> it's very takes a lot of effort to get anything done. It's like walking through the snow. <clears throat> and besides, if we try to do something, it's probably going to end up in disaster. We'll probably slip on the ice, you know. Something's going to go wrong with what I do, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to stay at home. I'm just going to be by myself. <clears throat> it just seems like it's very difficult, this winter time that we're going through. But that's how things look to us. They just look to us that way. Let's remember that it looks that way to us. But we probably aren't looking at things right. If we forget that God is in control of all these circumstances, it's truly going to be a long, hard winter. It's going to be very difficult to get over that. <clears throat> but the Bible has 
a different idea. As we read the Bible, we can see a very different side of the trials that we're going through. I have several verses to read, and I could read a lot of verses and lots of examples, but <clears throat> just going to read several of the verses. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 17, it says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Then in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, oh, that doesn't sound like wintertime, but anyway, it can work that way, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And we know, oops, Romans 8:28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. <clears throat> to them who are the called according to his purpose. It's so easy for us to think that uh, the events affecting us seem out of control, completely senseless. What's the point of these difficult things? They don't it seems like it's it's not really fair and all kinds of problems. But we need to take the word of God by faith. And that's such a key thing. To take the word of God by faith and knowing that God is in control. That God does know what he's doing. And that we definitely cannot see what he's doing. But God is in complete control of every, every detail. And it's for our good. <clears throat> Let's remember that. We are better off with these trials than we would be without we are better off with these trials than we would be without. <clears throat> the good that comes from them, we may never see. One of the verses there in Peter said, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Well, that's at the end of the world. So we won't see it in this life. There's times we won't see it. But it will work for our good at that time. Let's never forget that. I'd like to look at some examples of people that went through winter times in the Bible. Don't think I'm going to turn to the accounts because we had we'd have to read lots of chapters to get the whole story, but first of all, let's think of Job. Job had things going his way for a long time. He was a rich man. He was probably a popular man. Lots of people were his friends. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, a winter storm came out of nowhere. In one day, he lost his material possessions, his camels, his oxen, his asses. I'm not sure what all. He lost his children. And soon after that, he lost his health. And I'm sure he was discouraged. I know he was by what we read he said. I think I'll look there in Job at his first response. He couldn't see what was going on behind the scenes. 
His wife even told him to curse God and die, but he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. <clears throat> wow. He sat down in the ashes and was scraping himself, and even his friends seemed to turn against him. When they came to visit him in his affliction, they sat down afar off and couldn't talk for a week. When they saw this bare tree there, as it were, they didn't want to even be with him. <clears throat> and then when they did talk, they talked against him and discouraged him even more. And I don't know that Job ever found out why he went through that difficulty in this life. <clears throat> even though things turned around and he had many blessings, I still don't think he ever knew why he went through that difficulty. But God had a purpose for it. <clears throat> and he was able to keep his faith in God. Next person we want to think about is Moses. You know, Moses had a close call at the beginning of his life, <clears throat> almost died. But then he was saved and went and lived with Pharaoh's daughter, lived in the palace, and grew up with lots of blessings. All his physical needs supplied and a great education, and I think he was probably a pretty popular man. And then one day he made a mistake. <clears throat> he tried to help someone that was, um, what would we say, an underdog, someone that was having a difficult time in life, killed the Egyptian, and because of that, he had to flee for his life. And all of a sudden, the leaves of his tree came off, and he was a bare tree with just branches. Nobody wanted to be around him. He ran for his life and ended up in the land of Midian, <clears throat> sat down by a well. He was probably pretty discouraged, <clears throat> wondered what's going to happen now. But soon he had an opportunity to help someone, someone that was in trouble. He sat down by the well and seven girls came to water their sheep. And the other shepherds that were there drove them away and butted in first. And he could have sat there and thought, well, the first time I tried to help somebody, I just about lost my life. I don't think I'm going to do that again. But he stood up and helped these girls get their sheep watered. And this time it turned out better. He got a wife for it, got a wife out of the deal. <clears throat> but then he was spending his life taking care of sheep, which is probably a pretty lonely life. It says he went out on the backside of the desert to take care of the sheep. And I don't know where the backside of the desert is, but I think it's a long ways away from people. And that's where God met him and uh, says he was taking care of the sheep for 40 years, probably thinking his life is pretty much uh, made up of taking care of sheep the rest of his life, <clears throat> but God had other plans. And when God took him through the wintertime, he was preparing him to be a great leader. He's probably the greatest leader that ever lived. <clears throat> We notice his um, 
not giving in to discouragement, but he was willing to try helping again. That was a thing that impressed me about Moses. Another one that we think of often is Joseph. He was a pretty favored son. I don't know if he had a lot of friends, but at least his dad really loved him, and he felt very protected from his dad, by his dad. But his brothers didn't like it, and caused a big problem in his life. Sold him to the Ishmaelites, and the Ishmaelites sold him to the Egyptians. And I'm sure this was a very discouraging time to Joseph. What should he do now? But he didn't give in to discouragement, but rather he served the best he could, and God prospered his way. He was soon a leader there in Potiphar's house, but even that didn't turn out very good. He ended up being falsely accused and cast into prison and stayed there for quite a while. And then eventually God brought him out and made him a leader in, in Egypt and used him to rescue his family. <clears throat> the thing that I was thinking about with Joseph as he was going through the wintertime, do you think he ever tried to escape and go back to his family? We never read that he did, and the way he reacted to his trials and the way he, he uh, did the best that he could where he was, it would seem to me that he never tried to escape. If he would have, he would have never put in a place of prominence in the prison. He would have been kept under lock and key because he was trying to escape, but rather it seemed like he submitted himself to his circumstances. God, you have me here for a reason. You're in control of my life, and I'll do the best I can where I am. Oftentimes when we get in difficult situations, circumstances that we don't like, we feel like running. I don't like this place here. I don't like where I'm at, this circumstance. I'm going to move somewhere else where I can have better circumstances. I'm going to try to get away from this difficult place I am. But Joseph submitted himself to his circumstances, and God was able to use his life as a great blessing. Another man that went through wintertime was David. After he killed Goliath, he was a very popular man. It says the people were saying, David has killed his ten thousands. And the women were dancing because of him and all kinds of stuff. He was a very popular man. But because of that, the king started becoming jealous. And soon he was forced to flee for his life because the king was trying to take his life. Only because of jealousy. And David knew that this was what it was all about. It was because he was jealous. And the king was able to persuade other people to turn against David. When he fled for his life, there was a lot of people trying to, trying to catch him. So all of a sudden, he went from being a green tree to a dead tree with just branches. People didn't like to be around him. And he went on an extended camping trip for a couple years, living out there in the wilderness, having a difficult time living out there in the rain and the cold, and I don't know what all he suffered there, but... It wasn't a nice time. 
But the thing that impressed me is how he continued to honor the king. Even though it was the king that was clearly out of place, he still honored him as king and refused to take his life. Even when it seemed like God had delivered him into his hand, surely this is a God thing. I can get rid of my enemy and enjoy life again. <clears throat> but he didn't do that. He honored him as king. He did not allow the difficulty he was going through to cloud his thinking. Wow, could I do that? If someone makes it, my life so difficult and I have a chance to change things around so it can stop being that way, how would I respond? So these are certainly good examples for us how we can survive the wintertime as we study them and see how they responded. <clears throat> There's also some good things that happen because of wintertime. Good things that we don't realize until later. The cold freezes the ground. It becomes so hard. It looks like it's not worth anything anymore. But in the springtime, the ground is soft and loose. The freezing breaks up compaction. It expands the dirt and makes it loose. The dirt is more mellow and soaks up the rain in the springtime. The cold also freezes the weeds. Most of the weeds die. <clears throat> Completely gone and we get to start over with small ones in the spring. And this time we're going to get rid of the small ones before they get big. <clears throat> but it gives us a new start. <clears throat> a harsh winter can also reduce insect populations, insect problems, because it destroys their eggs and just gets rid of them. And in the wintertime, there are no insect problems. Snow also has some fertilizer value. If it snows on ground that is not frozen and soaks in the ground, it actually has fertilizer value. We may think snow is just water vapor, but there is some fertilizer value there. And after winter is passed, stuff grows much faster. The grass and the hay grows twice as fast in the springtime after we went through a winter. So wintertime is good for us. There's good things that come to us from wintertime, but we can't see them till later, and we may never see them. But let's be convinced that we are better off because of wintertime that we've gone through. So let's respond with a good attitude. Let's realize that God is in control. He is in control regardless of how we feel about it. <clears throat> let's also let our experiences make us sensitive to the people around us that are going through wintertime. That we can be an encouragement to them. We can reach out to them and help them along. <clears throat> so I'd like to read a couple verses from Hebrews in closing. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and the frozen toes. Let's get busy and do something and warm up and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. May the Lord bless.